Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The week has flown by. Here we are finding ourselves... On Friday, it is our Friday Rush Hour. If you would like to be part of today's program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-922. Scott, do you have your stories ready for tomorrow? I read these, yes. You uh, gave me some good ones. Yeah. Tomorrow's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Scott has a few special stories. And always on Saturdays, we have a lot of fun and we mix it up. So we're looking forward to that. The big news today, of course, Donald Trump has warned of, quote, unquote, potential death and destruction if he's charged in this uh, phony hush money case. Hakeem Jeffries having a cow about that, said if Trump doesn't watch his mouth, he's going to get somebody killed. Uh, Trump also... uh, Shown has a picture, him holding a baseball bat, and uh, I don't. There's so much over this. I wish. Never mind. I don't. I. Yeah. Political speak. He's also called Attorney Alvin Bragg a degenerate psychopath. What kind of person can charge another person, in this case, a former president of the United States, who got more votes than any sitting president in history and leading candidate by far for the Republican Party nomination with a crime when it is known by all that no crime has been committed and also known that potential death and destruction in such a false charge could be catastrophic for our country? That's the quote. Wonder what you think about that. 800-848-WABC is the number. 800-848-9222. This is good news. It's belatedly good news, but it's good news. President Biden was wrong. A federal court has rejected Joe Biden's vaccine mandate for federal workers. Biden's COVID-19 vaccine mandate for federal employees was blocked yesterday in the federal appeals courts. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit in New Orleans has reversed a ruling by a three-judge panel on the same court that had upheld the vaccination requirement at a rare in bank hearing. That means the full court came together, not just a three-member panel. 
They rejected the federal government's argument that the courts didn't have the jurisdiction over pre-enforcement challenges to Biden's vaccine mandate. The effect of that decision is to uphold a preliminary injunction issued by a federal judge in January of 2022 that blocked the mandate. Now at the time, the Biden administration said nearly 98% of covered employees had already been forced into, my words, the the, uh, vaccine. Those of you who were coerced into taking this thing, I would speak with a lawyer. Because Joe Biden did not have the constitutional right to force you to do this. Speaking of which program, note Dr. Naomi Wolf will be with us on Monday. Dr. Naomi Wolf, who has done a lot of research into these vaccines, will be a guest of ours on Monday. Of course, Tuesday of next week, Mark Stein. Programming note, on Wednesday of next week, we're expecting to speak with uh, talk radio giant Glenn Beck on the show. And then next Thursday, we are scheduled, if nothing goes wrong, to have Cat Turd on the show. If you don't know who Cat Turd is, you're not a Twitter aficionado. Cat Turd is one of the most popular figures on Twitter. And uh, he's due to join the show next week. And we're also reaching out for, to Todd Benzman uh talk about the border. You know, Joe Biden's up in Canada today. And so we've got a busy week scheduled for next week, and of course there is tomorrow. For our Saturday morning radio extravaganza, uh, just when you thought it was safe for businesses to try to regain their strength in New York, now there is a new effort underway to ban, ban, Size discrimination. The story in the Amazon Washington Post begins like this. When Kimmy Singh started her rotations as a dietitian in training, she knew her schooling grades and references wouldn't be a problem to land the best opportunities, but her weight would be. She said her body size drew contention throughout graduate school. Mentors warned her that securing work experience may be difficult. She would sign up to volunteer but would never receive callbacks after showing up in person. When she was placed in a hospital to gain clinical experience, supervisors looked taken aback after meeting her. That's what she told the Washington Post. And the people she worked with would openly ridicule anyone with a higher weight, she added. New York City, where Singh lives, is trying to change this. Lawmakers and advocates hope their efforts will inspire other cities and states to do the same. New York City Council those progressives, 
poised to pass legislation that would prohibit discrimination based on height and weight in the workplace, housing, and in public accommodations. The bill, advanced through its final hearing in late February, is expected to go up for a vote in coming weeks. 33 co-sponsors. Now, if you didn't understand that opening plane, let me put it like this. This woman who went to school as a dietitian was obese. So she is there to give advice on diet on people attaining who are looking for dietary information to help them, but she herself is a lot overweight. And now New York City wants to ban all, they want to ban discrimination against people because they are either overweight or small or whatever. Because they are short stuff. Now, I know some of you short stuff out there. I know some of y'all say, this is a great idea. Just like I know people that are overweight. Oh, about time they get to us on the protected class scale. About time they reached us. But I want you to just think about this for a moment. We've already seen the standards in the New York City Police Department how shall we say, accommodate people that would not have been accommodated a few decades ago. So you see these little, these, these, for instance, how shall I say this nicely? You see these peace officers who look like a teenager could beat the snot out of them. And you look at firefighters. Do we really want to ban weight discrimination and say that even an obese person must be accepted for a job as a firefighter? Good luck going up that ladder and coming back down. Is not discrimination actually in some cases a very good thing, not a bad thing? So now, the geniuses in New York City Council, the people that gave us the open door for criminals to go in and out of jail, pass, go, don't even bother paying $200, go directly back on the streets and commit more crimes. The same city council that gave us that is now telling us they want to ban discrimination altogether for overweight and height-challenged people. I don't know. This sounds to me like a recipe for disaster. And by the way, would you, how would you react if you went to a dietitian 
and, you know, you're a bit overweight, and you say, you know, I need to go to a dietitian. I need to square off my diet, make some changes, make sure that I can try to slim down or whatever it is for my health, for my health. And you wait outside in the waiting room for the customary hour or 40 minutes for, to have your turn with the, with the medical professional. Then you go down and you sit in the inner office for another 10 minutes. And then the door opens and in walks your dietitian, who's about four times larger than you. Does that fill you with confidence? And nothing against people that are overweight. I am overweight. I, I need to seriously, and I'm trying, lose weight. Nothing, I'm not trying to be mean to anybody, just for the record, not trying to be mean. And as for the short stuff, you know, short stuff, you, oh, you've heard the expression, best things come in short packages. Yeah. But do you want a four foot ten overweight fire man or woman trying to haul your behind down from a burning building? Is that really what you want? 800-848-WABC is the number to call. Oh, by the way, liberals are liberals. Before we head to the break, this story for you to chew on. Well, oh, that's a bird. After you hear it, you won't want to chew on it. But California has new legislation. They want to require all high schools, all public high schools, every single one in the state of California to hand out free condoms. They want, in California, who's grooming who? They, <laughs> in California, they want public schools to hand out, be required to hand out, quote-unquote, free condoms. James Golden, a.k.a. Sternley, we are the crown jewel of American radio. We are WABC. It is Friday. We do have a ticket giveaway. We have had one every day this week. Thank you, Matt Meany. And we are going to continue with a ticket giveaway later in this program. You want to be part of the show? You want to comment on anything? Give us a buzz, and we shall be happy to try to get you call in the mix here. Coming right back, don't go away. I could honestly say the things can only get better. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is The Rush Hour with Pose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
This is the sound of Philadelphia, my friends, the Philly sound. Gamble and Huff. Also, the Mighty Three, Gamble and Huff, teamed up with Tom Bell for a slew of records that became known as the Philly Sound. The orchestra, the MFSB orchestra, orchestra. One of their leading acts, Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes. Later, Howard Melvin and the Blue Notes, featuring Teddy Pendergrass. This is the anniversary of Harold Melvin's death. This day in music history. You know what also we need to get, uh, Diego? This is also the day that Fleetwood uh, Mac dropped Dreams, the song Dreams, that became their huge hit. Okay, here's the story. I don't know whether you're going to agree with me on this one. Folks, this is one of these days I wish I could cover every single story in my multiple stacks. Because everyone is, is like, what? What? Here's one. And this may not be the most important story. I just found this hilarious in a way. There's a rap artist out here, and who isn't? There are about a gazillion million rap artists around the world these days. Can't keep up with them all. Not that you would want to. There's a rap artist named Afro Man out in Ohio. Well, Afro Man had his house raided by the cops. And the long story short of this is that law enforcement had a warrant that stated probable cause that there were drugs and drug paraphernalia that would be found in Afro Man's house. So seven of these guys dressed up in their police gear, they went into Afro Man's house. They searched Afro Man's house. And you know what? They didn't find any drugs. They didn't find any drugs or drug paraphernalia. What do you think Afro Man did? Afro Man is a rap artist. He made a song about it and he took footage from the raid and put it in the music video. And now seven law enforcement officers have sued Afro Man, they accuse him of improperly using footage from their raid into his house in his music videos. They say it is an invasion of their privacy for Afro Man, who was not found to have anything in his house that was illegal, 
They took some money, by the way, and he claims that they didn't give it all back to him. But now these seven cops are suing Afro-Man, whose house they raided, because he's showing footage of the raid with their faces in it. And they're saying, oh, this is terrible. This is causing them all kind of emotional distress, embarrassment, ridicule, loss of reputation, and humiliation. And they are suing Afro-Man for a violation of their privacy when they raided his house. (laughs) Go figure. (laughs) Oh, the world we live in, my friend. (laughs) Scott, what would you... Scott. Well, I mean, his song was Because I Got High, right? That was Afro Yeah, that was, that was his a, song, Because yeah. I Got High. Oh, so that's where they got to. The- Get this, James. I'll tell you this. And this is dating myself. The first song I ever recorded on cassette tape was Because I Got High by Afro Man. Really? I swear to God, recorded it on a cassette tape. You remember that? This is Afro Man. This is Afro Man. What year is this from? Gotta be er, early 2000s. But I was high. I'm taking it next semester, and I know why. I don't know. That raid is the best thing that possibly could have happened for his career. Considering no one's heard his name in what 15 years. I've never heard his name ever <laughs> until right now. Oh, him. La da dot 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 because uh, I got high. And they just said they took his paycheck. <laughs> they took his money. They took his money. 2000. I mean, yeah. but this didn't. I, I'm sorry. I support law enforcement. Let me put the disclaimer right up front. I am a huge supporter of law enforcement, but I am not a knee jerk. Conservative, everything that law enforcement does is right. I don't, I'm not in that camp. You invade a guy's home. You accuse him of something. You go in his home with a legal warrant. Okay, you don't find anything, but you take stuff anyway out of the home. You took his money, according to whatever, and now you are going to sue him because he invaded your privacy by showing the footage of you invading his home. Really? This is a whether he was high or not. Well, the fact that they didn't find anything, I mean, that just I don't see how they have any there's just no way he's not going to win that. Don't you say that? You don't you never know I can't in today's imagine. Court. You don't know. That's one of the things I have learned early. When it goes to court, all bets are off. 
in this country. Now, I'm curious, James, and I'm going to look into it, too, but just a question to ask. If you, I don't know if you know this. Is it like security footage of Afro Man's cameras from inside his house that he uses, or is it the police? I don't stuff? know. Okay, I'm going to look into that. We, but, but, I mean, he has footage of the raid in his house, and apparently he said, okay, I'm going to put this on a, on, a, on a new rap song. They raided my house. I'm going to show it. And now they are mad. Amazing. James Colvin, a.k.a. Snurley, with you here. It is Friday. We're going to have some fun. This is Dreams. This is Fleetwood Mac taking us into the breaks. Today in history, this this song was released. One of my all-time favorites. I so love this song. Fleetwood Mac. legal matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Anniversary of the death today of Don Covey. Don Covey, a New York homie. I went to school with the Don's two of his daughters. Don is the songwriter here of Chain of Fools. Aretha Franklin, of course, doing the vocals. And Don Covey, I have to tell you, what a beautiful family. Shout out to Wanda and Wendy Covey, my schoolmates. Don Jr., the family. They were just an amazing family. Okay, we're going to head to the telephones really quickly. But first, uh, there's, here's another story in, in the many stacks that I have of news prepared for today. Parents across the country are saying their children are struggling in school and they're fighting more. You know why? Why would children be struggling in school and fighting more these days? Anybody? Anybody have any answers? TikTok? Come on. Uh... TikTok? No. I don't know, actually. Why are they fighting more? I'd go with racism. Racism, TikTok, nope, nope. Uh, they are fighting more and struggling in school because there is a nationwide shortage of Adderall. They oh, don't have their dope. They ran out of dope. They don't have their drugs. 
A shortage of Adderall has left children unable to concentrate and to behave like little zombies in school, according to parents across the United States. Parents and school officials from California to Kentucky to Massachusetts all worried falling grades, increased violence. The little thugs, as soon as you take away their drugs, the little thugs revert back to their primitive nature and they start fighting each other. They stop paying attention in class. They need their dope. And nobody sees anything wrong with this. Nobody. The Food and Drug Administration acknowledged there's a short. So what have we had under Joe Biden? We have shortages in baby formula. We have shortages in all kinds of things. And now America's children, what are we doing to the children? We are not giving them their dope. We are not giving the children the drugs that they need to function in school. Because after all, everybody in school needs drugs, don't they, in order to behave? Especially those boys with that toxic masculinity. You take away the you take away the dope from the boys, and you are going to all hell will break loose in your classroom. Can you just see these little children shaking there? They don't have the drugs. They're going. They have a fix. They're scratching themselves. They're like, where are the drugs? Where's my dope? I need a fix. And then some other kid says, I got a pill. And there we go. The fight is on. What have you done to America's children, ladies and gentlemen? Let's head to the telephones. Anne in New Jersey, welcome you on WABC. How are you? I'm fine, Bo, and I, I think the world of you, and I usually agree with everything you say, except for today. Um, when you're Uh-oh. talking about people who are overweight, I fully agree that they are the most discriminated against. And as a physician, I have referred many patients to dietitians. And I can tell you, when they're referred to dietitians who are skinny, they feel judged. They don't feel comfortable. Whereas if they have someone who looks like them, they can relate to them, and they know that they're in the same situation that they are, the same struggle. The other thing that you were talking about, firefighters, well, they have to go through a, a test for their firefighters for VO2 max, uh, and they have to be able to do the job where they will not put themselves or someone else in harm. So there's there's really no concern of someone. They're not going to have obese people who are not fit. There are fit obese people. And lastly, one other thing, many years ago there was a study done where they had two women read to these preschoolers. One was an older woman. She wore a plain, nice dress, and she read a story to them with intonation. You know, oh, the door opened up and the wind blew. And they had this gorgeous model read the same story, but, like, very monotone, you know, uh, stumbling, stuttering. And hands down, they said, who was the better teacher? And it was the pretty one, the thin one. So I, I think that I think you're wrong. And also, you don't know why that person that's in New York, the dietitian, why she's overweight. I mean, she can have a medical condition that she has no control over. You right, know, it could be glandular. Look, right. I and was I reporting this story, uh, 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 Ann, but I'm going to say something to you, too. I have looked as an overweight person myself, 
I used to be really skinny. And so I look in the mirror now. That's why I say it over and over again. I can understand dysphoria. I know what it's like to look in the mirror and say, what happened to you? Okay. But I'll tell you something. I, it's like, I remember going to the doctor back. This was before, uh, this is a long time ago. This is when everybody was raising hell about cigarettes for the first time coming out when I was a kid. I remember going to the doctor and listening to the doctor tell me not to smoke while he was smoking a cigarette. It's like, really, dude, really? And so um, it's kind of like if you're overweight, and I hear you that some people may be, some people may not like feeling or, or presume that they're feeling judged. That makes sense to me, and I and I really appreciate your point of view, by the way, in case you don't know. I do. But I'm going to push back a little. I think a lot of people that would go to a dietitian and would expect somebody to look like they know what they're talking about, and you're right. You have no idea why a person can be overweight. It could be a glandular issue. It could be whatever. But I think that people do, and, and I think you almost proved it yourself with the last story you gave about the, 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 the woman that read so beautifully and then the pretty model reads, and, and who do the kids say about the pretty one? Because we are a visual people, and we get so much and make so many opinions based on our visual impression of something. And then there's just one last thing, and then I'm going to give you the last word. You said that obese people are the most discriminated people. I totally disagree with you on that. I think they're there's up one, there. There's one, they're up there, but there's one group of people that are discriminated more than anybody else. You know who they are? The ugly. Yes. Ugly, yes. ugly people don't stand, they don't stand a chance. You're right. You're right. Because I got to tell you something. All those jobs, everything in life, I'm, I'm not pretty. I'm, I'm, you know, but I work hard. So I, I overcome that. And I've always had to, to, to work hard because I was always overweight. So I, I, you know, it's like, you know, I'm always counting points and, you know, dieting and everything else. But you are 100% correct. It doesn't matter what color you are, what nationality you are. If you are ugly, I got to tell you something. The doors don't open up, and I, I see it all the time. And I work. I also work in corporate America, and I and I have seen it. I have seen it. The other, the last thing that I would say is that uh, people go to dietitians not necessarily always to lose weight. You know, I may be going because I have a cholesterol problem. Someone else may have kidney disease. So. Uh, they don't necessarily have to uh, judge who's across the desk again, uh, giving them the uh, advice as who, you know, that they don't look like me because um, having someone obese, giving them that advice doesn't really matter because I may be there for something that has nothing to do with weight. Understood. So this is a bit, yeah, point well this taken. Is a, I have, I have one other thing I have to tell you though, Ann. I am of many things. I spent, most of my life listening to voices and being able to very quickly judge what a person's character might be or can be. And I'm going to tell you something. You just said something that is totally not true. And you are beautiful. I know oh, it just from your voice. You are incredibly beautiful. The real beauty is not the body. And you have the real beauty. You probably got the body, too. You just being modest. But you have the real beauty. And I can tell it. And I know it. And I feel it. And I'm so glad you're in this audience. 
You're going to make me cry. Thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. We love you. Call us back. Thank you. And I will. James, Thank you. you have okay. a great weekend. You too. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurly. We're here with you. We're going to take more of your calls. WABC Talk Radio 77 coming back right after this. Rush. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And on this day, this song went to number one in the U.K. charts. It was the beginning for this duo, Phil and Phil, Phil Collins and Phil Bailey, who's been on our program twice. We love Phil Bailey. We love Phil Collins. Both together, you know the song Easy Lover. The video was so much fun when it came out. Let's head back to the telephone, shall we? George and oh, no, we're going to give away tickets right now. Right this moment, we are giving away tickets. Who? The one, the only, Johnny Mathis. You can catch him at the NYCB Theater at Westbury on Saturday, July 22nd. Mark that down on your calendar, if, even if you don't win the tickets right now. This is a show you will not want to miss. And guess what? I have a pair of tickets right now to give away. You and a friend could be singing along to all your favorite Johnny Mathis hits, and there are so many. Be the seventh caller right now, 800-848-WABC. Oh, this song makes me smile so much. You'll be headed to see Johnny Mathis on Saturday, July 22nd. Seventh caller right now, 800 848 Nine two two two. Walk my way, and a thousand violins begin. And here come the strings. Or it might be the sound of your hello. George in New York, thank you for waiting. You're up next. Boston Airways Rush Hour. How are you, George? I'm great, Bo. Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Um, I'd like to uh, to say that there were a lot of great points made in, 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 in all directions with regards to discrimination or weight discrimination and, 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 and the conversation. Um, first of all, I'd like to start off by saying discrimination in any form is, is not good, but since when did we become a nation that's afraid to be told no? It comes down to capabilities. I have firsthand knowledge about that because I'm a retired firefighter, and what happens in, in a case of... You know, a candidate that's severely overweight or incapable of, 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 of completing the challenges is, you know, they put them on medical leave until such time as they can pass the program. And if that doesn't happen, then they eventually terminate them. But if they change the laws or the bylaws in the city to prevent that from happening, then you're just going to put somebody on an administrative position forever, collecting a paycheck for doing a job or, or for you know, uh, for not doing the job that he was hired or she was hired to do. And I think that's, uh, that's, that's unfair. That takes up a spot for a capable personnel to do the job. And it's not discriminatory. It's, you know, are you capable of doing it, yes or no? And thank you for such a profound 
but yet brief point that you made that goes right to the heart of the matter. And it is about merit. Now, let me just say something you said, and I'm, pu- I'm going to push back on you in a friendly way. You said discrimination in all its forms is not good. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. God gave human beings the power of discrimination. We are able to tell the difference. And there's discrimination that we try or we should be trying to impart to the next generation. This discrimination is to help us, to help us decide what is right and what is wrong. This, the power of discrimination is a powerful thing. When it is misused is when it is, prob- is problematic. When we look at someone only on the surface, when we, when we judge things without bearing in mind the true underlying uh, uh, motives that we have or that, or, or that exist, that's when we're misusing our discriminatory powers. But the fact that humans have a, the power of discrimination is one of the things that separates us from the, uh, the others in the animal kingdoms, and it is a good thing. Let us go to Chris in uh, Catskills, New York. Chris, how are you? Good afternoon, James. Yeah, I wanted to give a shout out to a concert tomorrow night. I know you sometimes your bumper music selection, you, you've chosen Sophie B. Hawkins, Wish I Was Your Lover. She's playing a concert in Woodstock, New York, at a quaint uh, venue called the Colony Cafe. Uh, doors at 7, show at 8. Uh, I was thinking of calling your program tomorrow because it's kind of more of the venue for that. Uh, the woman that called up about uh, lookism discrimination and weight discrimination, she's referencing John Stossel 2020 from like 1993, about 30 years ago. He did a piece on is lookism the uh, next or the current phenomenon that's not spoken about of discrimination in American society. And that was one of the uh, excerpts that they they did, uh, one of the social tests. One of the other social tests that was kind of humorous in Texas on a highway, they had two women pretend that they were like, you know, their cars were broken down. And one woman was exceptionally attractive and the other woman was attractive but not so much so and the woman that was exceptionally attractive had far more men pull over and they kept putting so much gas in her car that her tank was filled within like two hours but uh, google that i'm sure you'll be able to find it in the age of the internet well thank you so much appreciate that and and Sophie B. Hawkins loved that. Her song, of course, Damn, I Wish I Was Your Lover. One of my it's it's a great song. And and so yeah, you know, and Bo, you can call if, us tomorrow with that again too, by the way. We're on from seven AM until ten AM tomorrow for our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Christine in New York. Christine New York, how are you? This is Christine in New Jersey, I think. Hi, Christine in New Jersey. It's Christine from New Jersey. I just you just said that. I tagged you yesterday in a post. Did you see it? I have not. I will take a look at social media a bit later. I, I'm my days of wall to wall news prep. I don't get a chance to hang out on Facebook a lot, but I'll definitely check it. You tagged me in a post, huh? Yeah, but it had a bill for twenty million dollars. I wrote, um, "We love James Golden." I love and- it. Well. F- get paid <laughs> so and I there's a bill with our, it 
Yes, there's a bill for $20 million. But if you pay it in 10 days, you can have a discount. Thank you. You're so generous. And I love you. Thank you, Christine. We'll look for that. Now let's go to Christine in New York. Christine, how are you? I'm well. Thank you. Yesterday you were talking about $20 million for the new I. We Love New York logo that was spent. The uh, Years ago, I was working at a magazine, and I needed to get the rights to uh, get I Love New York and also the song. I spoke to T- Steve Carmen, who wrote the song I Love New York. Mm-hmm. He donated that. Uh, for free, the copyright to New York, and it was all for free. And then Milton Glaser, who is a very famous uh, graphic artist in in the 70s, drew the I Love New York logo in the back of a cab with a crayon in like two minutes. Uh, and and the Madison Avenue company that high, did put the whole thing together charged like nothing because New York made their fancy Madison Avenue career, so they wanted to give back during the hard times in the 70s. Those, all those people basically just donated to I Love New York to bring back And here back is New Mayor York. Adams and his crowd butchering our beautiful logo for free, all in the name of inclusion. Wow, Christine, thank you for that. Well, what a show. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families. Thank you for joining us today. Back tomorrow at 7, God willing. And thank you again for being here. Thanks to my crew. Best crew in radio. We're at the Crown Jewel of American Radio, WABC, and we'll be back in the morning, 7 a.m. Be here with us. We look forward to it. Bye. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.